1: We're back right here on CFD Nation, the Lucky Lefty podcast, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, at Whiskey.com, at Premium American Whiskey, at Whiskey.com, and on CFD Nation, courtesy of Twisted Tea. Left, Brady Quinn has a radio show out there on Fox Sports. He's been with us here on the Lucky Lefty podcast. I might have to bring Brady Quinn to the Petty Train today. I might. We might. We might. He's on the verge. Now, I got two clips. This first one is Brady Quinn talking about Notre Dame, Sam Hartman, and his thoughts on the performance against Navy
2: has been building towards a a national title contender they've been in the playoffs a couple of times in recent years but everyone's kind of questioned based on the performance whether or not they're able to, to compete with the big dogs the difference has been quarterback and they've got one now that's able to truly utilize the wide receivers on the outside like i'm telling you they've got they've got the guys you know uh Jaden Thomas, Deion Coles are big bodied targets and, and they can do some of the football after it. You know, Jaden Greathouse, Rico Flores, Chris Tyree, other guys who are mixing in too have speed, the ability to make people miss. Like they've got a nice assortment of weapons at wide receiver that we really haven't had the ability to tap into with the, the quarterbacks that have been there. And, and so it, it, it opens things up in a big way because you've got this huge offensive line that wants to maul people with a 225-pound back that's got bad intentions. And by the way, it's a stable of backs. Jadarian Price showed out, first carry got a touchdown run. Um, and you could go on down the list. Jeremiah Love's got a ton of speed out of the backfield. He got some burn time too. So it's a dangerous combination. The only thing coming out of the game that you're really curious about is the defense. Because Navy's such a unique attack. You're not going to see if they have a pass rush or the ability to cover down. And and I don't know that they're going to see if they have the ability to do that until they play Ohio State, which is week four of college football. So um, that game, though, I think, you know, was one that, look, they should have won. They should have covered. Navy's in a really bad spot right now uh, as a program. But. It it just it it certified all the things that you had hoped for out of Sam Hartman and any questions you might have in regards to Jared Parker as an offensive play caller, you know, coming into this one.
1: I agree. Notre Dame has been building getting to the college football playoff. Brady Quinn said the difference has been at quarterback. I don't know. Now you have to be careful when you say that. That's right. Because left, we, we keep it a buck here on the Lucky Lefty podcast. That's right. You put Sam Hartman on that team that faced Trevor Lawrence and that Clemson squad. They're not beating
3: Clemson. No, they're not. They're, they're not. So we might score some more points though, but we're not beating Clemson.
1: Yeah, you score some more points, but and my point is quarterback was the only thing right he made it seem like yo just plug Sam Hartman in Notre
3: Dame's automatically yeah um you plug Sam Hartman in Notre Dame automatically gets stability yes don't mean Notre Dame gets championship elite level play with a first round generational talent that can turn
1: that can be 16 Clemson, 17 Clemson, 17 Bama, 18 Bama.
3: Georgia, 20 Bama. Right. So Sam has an opportunity though. Yeah. Has an opportunity. Yeah. To win a big game though. Like a US. Yeah. He has the opportunity to, but it's not no Oh, we got the heavyweight, Holyfield versus Muhammad Ali. Through Manila, we got the equalizer. He is not the equalizer. He's the stabilizer, yes. but not the equalizer. The equalizer comes out on Thursday. That's Denzel. We yes. even got Denzel. Yes. We got Aries Spears. That sounds like Denzel, but he ain't Denzel. So we got the stabilizer. Not The Equalizer, but I am going to see that movie on Thursday.
1: September 1st? (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking forward to this version. They're talking about doing a prequel Equalizer with uh, his son. Okay, because his son's a good actor too. Absolutely. So if they get into that, that's one Fuqua said he's all for. it. I like it. But my point is what I'm calling capital on is Brady Quinn is making it seem like no, Notre Dame has never had a wide receiver court collectively like Alabama in 2018.
3: That's I mean, but nobody's like that's like a historical at, thing. At, like. That's my point, which <laughs> gets me to the question thing. of the day,
1: right? Would you rather go get a quarterback? Or would you rather just have a game manager that's savvy and have a roster full of just elite talent if you're a Notre Dame fan? Yeah, I mean, the the talent is. Would you rather have, let's say, Clemson with Deshaun Watson or would you rather have Georgia? the last two years if you're a Notre Dame fan. Because it's it's two or three ways to build a championship roster. Heck, I could say, while Bernie Quinn is saying the quarterback has been the issue, I could sit here and say that the run defense hasn't been good enough in that same period. So that's what I have to call cap With what Brady Quinn was saying. I understand the quarterback changes a lot. It does in this program. A lot. Put money down. I didn't want to put money down before. A lot. But man, like you said, yeah, now you want to put down some money. But Notre the name has not, in my opinion, been a quarterback away. No. From winning a championship.
3: Because we got to talk Well, we didn't have DBs that were championship DBs at that point. We didn't have a – Oh, man. At that talk point, about it. linebacker still wasn't tackling nobody in space. We got was it, Colonel Sanders, Kevin Sanders, uh, Josh Sanders, what was his name? Oklahoma State, who's not even starting at Ole Miss.
1: Yeah.
3: Ran about 700 yards on our defense. I mean we i mean come on you can't win a championship giving 120 yards to the backup running back that's not a quarterback fixing thing you know so yeah we we was never a quarterback away but a quarterback was top three on the, the wish list yes it was on the list for sure. short list yes top top three list. yes but it was a list it wasn't one thing it was a list of things
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
4: Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. And
1: see, this is where I totally disagree. Right. Like, the quarterback gives you a better chance. To do what? Be in the
3: game? Jack Cone was a good example of a better quarterback. And we saw the struggles we had with that. And it's only, I mean. Your defense, we talk- your,
1: your front seven still can't consistently pressure the quarterback. They can't stop the run. They've been giving that- up over 100 yards for five straight years. This
3: Still can't uh, throw you it. You have to play deep.
1: All this stuff.
3: Offense line wasn't doing that great in the beginning. No. Teams and are the way where teams, for example, we
1: have to be honest. Notre Dame has maybe had one difference-making wide receiver per team in in the decade. Maybe one. Will. Who was the best? Uh, I mean, that's going back. So when you were there to see the college football playoff era, where Notre Dame got to two. Who was the best wide receiver? Chase Claypool? Who are we talking about? EQ? Who was who the, the five-star difference-making wide receiver? EQ. EQ? Okay. Who didn't
3: get the ball that much.
1: See, we, we're an honest podcast. This goes to what Marcus Freeman is trying to build with the overall depth. And the early development of the roster. Notre Dame wasn't, oh, it just won a quarterback away. Oh, there's a lot more to it under the, in that Brian Kelly era, dude. A lot more to it. And we're starting to learn, or we learned more about that when Marcus Freeman took over. And we realized, like, yo. We realized what was going on with the wide receiver room. We realized what was going on with the O-line room and what Harry Heestand was really working magic with. Because he was having a fight against Brian Keller. It's crazy. Mike Elston, his development. Because Mike Elston wasn't pulling in five stars. But he was definitely putting guys on NFL rosters. You talked about it. Notre Dame fans were complaining about defensive backs by how many years, left During the Brian Kelly era. In coverage.
3: Yeah.
1: At linebacker, we would get a manti Then we would get a Jalen. But that was like it. what? Yeah. But we had our Joe Smiths. Tavon. Hayvon and 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 Drew were a hell of a combination.
3: Yeah, that was undefeated seasons. Absolutely. It's just it's just interesting, you know. But to say it would
1: be it's not you're not being one hundred percent honest when you just say Notre Dame has been a quarterback away. That's if you're looking at the teams that have won championships and their rosters, you're not being 100% honest to just say Notre Dame's been a quarterback away from winning a championship. You're just not being honest. Now, this is – I'm going to leave this to you, because he went on to say this, love. You take this one.
2: Best as far as team speed, size, athleticism that Notre Dame has had since I can remember. Wow. I mean, as far as all those things, and it's a credit to Marcus Freeman, it's a credit to the boys there, the development, the weight room, and all that, but recruiting specifically, the young dudes coming up like they've got some studs. They really do. And
1: you can take it from here, Leah. You can go take this and forget.
3: Go ahead. Hold on, hold on, play it one more time,
1: please.
2: You heard what he said? As far as team speed, size, athleticism that Notre Dame has had, this is the best as far as team speed, size, athleticism that Notre Dame has had since I can remember. Wow. I mean, as far as all those things, and it's a credit to Marcus Freeman, it's a credit to the boys there, the development, the weight room and all that, but recruiting specifically, the young dudes coming up, like they've got some studs, they really do.
3: And what is he talking about? (laughs) <laughs> like what is he talking about? Is he? Is he? He's he's out he, over his
1: keys, and I love Brady Quinn.
3: I didn't I didn't think he said that last part. It's as I can remember. Well, wouldn't you start watching Notre Dame football yesterday? You got a real revisionist history, and this is why it's great that we have this podcast because we don't forget. We'll go back to the days before us with the Jerome Bettis and the Rockets and and all of that. We'll give credit where credit is due. But this revision is history. Oh, man. We were fast at linebacker in 2016, in 2017, in 2018. We was fast at linebacker. We were slow at linebacker in 2012. But it was a different game then. 2013, we got faster when we got Jalen. 2015, we was fast at linebacker. That's when we was championship ready. We had speed at receiver in top of the country in 2015-14. We had speed. As a team, we was fast in 15. What do you mean? That's when we were championship ready, when we had the team speed that was ready. We didn't have the team speed in 18. Okay, you can say that. But right now, we we have questionable team speed right now until we play these teams uh, coming down the pipe. It hasn't been tested yet, so how do you know? We had three, four, three receivers that I didn't know until they got to the combine. All of them was fast. Kavari was fast. Bennett was fast. We got some man, what is Brady Quinn talking about? Maybe fashion is
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen.
3: Come on.
1: Ladies come on. and gentlemen. Cap, Cap, Cap. Brady Quinn needs to familiarize himself with Notre Dame. That's right. 2014 through 2016 is the biggest mistake of Brian Kelly's coaching era. Facts. This team is nowhere near as talented as the team that Brian Kelly put together from 2014 to 2016. And Brady Quinn knows that, and he needs to stop lying. Heck, just the quarterback room. Alone, alone. Greg Bryant was a freaking five star, like four from the depth
3: chart. Josh Adams, what?
1: what Josh Adams was a an unknown recruit that scored on his first carry.
3: Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking? You know,
1: Will Chase Claypool was a freaking freshman. That couldn't be a freshman.
3: A freshman not even know how to run for real. Like,
1: Zaylin was Tavon and nows and Morgan was backing up Jay, with Drew Frank.
3: What, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, we had a school. What, what are we and, talking about? Oh, Luke and Julian Love was mixing it in there. Like, what are we talking about? They was in there. Troy Pride was a baby. All them boys was babies. Like, Man, what is it, man? This, this dude is talking that. after one game against Navy. One game. Right. We play out the country one time.
1: <laughs> this is the fastest and most talented team that you can remember. I
3: don't what? What they call that in show business, that's just a filler. He just trying to say something in the in what he was saying. He don't mean that. Come on, man.
1: Y'all can sit up here, talk about perspective, all that. That's a bunch of hogwash. I listened to the entire interview. That ain't no soundbite. I listened to the entire interview. Brady Quinn needs to stop. Come on, man. I know we're extremely happy because we got Sam Hartman. It seems like it's a lot of things changing. But Notre Dame fans, y'all, hey. Brian Kelly failed you by not bringing the championship to Notre Dame from 2014 to 2016. He failed you. That was the greatest amount of talent.
3: Ever.
1: At Notre Dame at one time. We, we had Sheldon
3: history. We had Sheldon Jerry was on the team.
1: Man, we, we had the had Aqu
3: op- war. op- Wars on the team. The op- Wars on the t- Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh we had a squad. Go look at the rosters. We was two stacked. it was two. that was a truly stacked team. has never reached its full potential.
1: It never reached its full potential. We've been down this road before. Notre Dame has had a loaded roster of speed and talent. Brady Quinn is absolutely on target about the recruiting and how it's changed and yeah. the team being faster. Well, come on, man. The fastest and most talented team
3: that you can remember? It's not right. But, you know, I think he's selling the dream of what we believe to be a, a, a refreshed new version of a Notre Dame team that was a little stale. In its approach, the last back in couple years of Brian Kelly's tenure, this is the the millennial, what they call uh, what Matthew Stafford dealing with. He dealing with the millennials can't relate, man, young guys in the locker room. Well, this is the new version of a Notre Dame football team coming into the new age of where college football are with these players, and I think that. It's exciting because they. I do think they are a little bigger coming in. I mean, you look at Jaden Alsbury and Drake Bowen. Like, damn, this... <laughs> y'all. These y'all are these are, are big boys. Yeah, these they are big boys. I'm telling you, when I saw Tyson Ford, I'm like, man, Tyson Ford is huge, and he's just a baby. I mean, he look like he. When them NFL DNs already, and you just freshman not even playing yet, you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, there's a little size that coming in, but we had the whole package. I mean, we yes. had the personality, the intensity, we had the confidence, we had the chemistry. Guys, were they on? I mean, it was just a great time for Notre Dame. I mean, it was just one of those things you can't replicate. Like, you know, I'm sure Georgia feels. That way, and they reached their full potential. But man, we had all the pieces, mm-hmm. we had everything you would want and needed to get over that hump. So, I, I think that'll be hard to be better than. I mean, you know, it's been holding on for the years it's been with eight years so far, but still, this team has a lot to be proved. We went in, before this game, we didn't know anything about the team, yeah. So, to even say that this is the most talented you've seen in years after one game, that's cat, because before the kickoff, you're like, man, I don't know what we're going to find out. That was the point. (laughs) Notre Dame fans went into the game not knowing what
1: the heck we had. Now Now we come out of the game, like, oh, this is the most talented team we've had. Like, come on. Like, pump the brakes, man. Allow the season – like allow the search to go on.
3: Yeah, allow us to play a couple games, man. Y'all. <laughs> that's that's it. the world. You know, we Allow the, the
1: search to go on, man. That's it. And I'm glad that's what why we're here, dude, to say, yo, relax. Relax. You know, I'm looking at the chat, and everybody's like, Yeah, that's been eight years ago. Brady Quinn was alive. Yeah, it was here. He knows very well what the team was in 2014-16. He knows. Brady Quinn could have been very tempered in what he said. Like, man, that was an impressive showing. And this roster is, is much faster and younger than it's been in recent years. Bam. Everybody would have been like, yeah. This is the most talented and fastest. Because he, see, he said that he can remember. So that kind of eliminates the Lou Holtz era. Yeah. Because he was, he he might not have even been born. But he very well remembers 2014 to 2016.
3: Yeah, you know, I think. Sometimes you, you want to go out there and, and take a limb to to garner some more attention, but you know, you gotta be and you gotta look back, sometimes, back. It is
1: I, I Patrick Gal says this year's backfield is better.
3: It's yet to be seen. It's yet to be seen.
1: That's point that's number
3: perfect. one. I mean that's, that's, point, the number that's <laughs> point
4: number
3: one. That's point
1: number one. Is Audrey yet to estimate, be. all your estimate is done, bro. <laughs> didn't Josh Adams have a full season where he was the highest contender?
3: Yes, and he was number three or two in the back. Like, come didn't, on.
1: wait, wait, didn't CJ ProSight come from the slot to run it back to run oh, for yeah. like 1300 yards? Yeah, wasn't Torian and coming off two 1,000 yard rushing seasons when he tore his ATL? Come on, man. Wasn't, wasn't Greg Bryant a five-star that was showing flashes at the end of his freshman year? See, really? people people's memories get real short. They get enamored with one game against Navy,
3: and it's like, oh, my God.
1: Man, what are we talking about?
3: What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hell, I would have put up some yards during the years. I mean, we had everything going for next. They're gonna
1: say, next, they're gonna say the offensive
3: line is better than that offensive line. Yeah, that's now that 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 I, I would never concede until I see. I mean, come on, you can't. Re- Georgia may have had the best defense of all time, but that line, those couple years, come on, can't I can't name one that's better? You got Zach Martin in there, and that's already a Hall of Fame.
1: You say you talk to two thousand fifteen C.J. Procyz had thirteen hundred yards in two thousand fifteen. Josh Adams was a freshman in two thousand fifteen. That was about to be a Heisman contender. Torian Fulton was got hurt and was a thousand yard rusher.
3: Man, we had
1: man. Greg Bryant,
3: dude. We'll see how it turns out because at any day. They are, it all played out for us how it played out, but for them, they have an opportunity and everything in front of
1: them. I put it like this I would take Greg Grind over Jabron Payne. I would, oh, yeah. I would, I would,
3: and Devin Ford too.
1: I would take Torian and Fulton over Devin Ford. I would take CJ Prothice over Devin Ford. Like, what are we talking about? What do we forget the production? Are the running backs from
3: that room? I do think, though. I mean, hell, we I got Audrey Denson. Love Audrey Denson. Bad look, let me tell you something.
1: I love this running back room. I do. But they only have one person that's done something.
3: Yeah. That's it. Only one person on the team that's done something. That's crazy, especially offensively. Well, two people, Joe Wong and Sam Hartman, but other than that, everybody else got resumes to, to fill out. We don't know nothing about. We don't know these guys. First of all, Doma Wap, he
1: said, as far as I can remember, if he wasn't born dur- during the Host era, then, then that's not in his memory. If I say, as far as I can, as far as I remember, I'm not due. I didn't watch, I didn't watch Willie May's play. That goes back beyond my memory. I could read about him. I can read about Lou Gear. But my memory of sports begins with when I was born to now. When people say that. That's what they mean. That's what they mean. It's a reason he said that. It's a reason he said that. It's a reason he said that. that. And if he does remember, this is the crazy thing. If he remembers the blue hopes error then I call bigger cap. Because no coach has had more team speed than Lou Holtz. Marcus Freeman's squad this year ain't even close. They ain't even close. Lou Holtz had held so much team speed that he forced guys to play defense. <laughs> so you're making the argument worse for Brady Quinn. Worse. If he was including the Lou Holtz era then what he said is even more ridiculous. When a guy like Jeff Burris, who's a running back, top running back in the nation, comes to campus and is sixth on the depth chart and has to move the defense because of the team's Steve. then Brady Quinn's comments are even more ridiculous. If that includes the Lou Holtz error. I'm trying to help him out. Yeah, but there is no way this team is the most talented and fastest team that he can remember after one game.
3: Come on, yeah, man. yeah, I don't believe that.
1: Stop, stop.
3: But well, they say you don't got a lot to kick it. No, but, you know, he definitely answered it in a very succinct way. You know, he he didn't want to date back all the way to, to the the Holtz here because he said, as long as I can remember, and he kind of wanted to favor more to what we're all excited about. I think it is an exciting time for Notre Dame. I don't think we they have the team speed that is, you know, as long as I can remember. <laughs> but. I do think that uh for us, uh Notre Dame has a lot to still prove, but it's it's on good standing. We we're have broke. great standing where we are. We're on the we're on the verge of crossing to a championship tier. Now, I do think if we didn't lose the recruit to Dion, to Colorado, if we didn't lose Keon Keeley, which I know got some speed on him. I mean, there's if we yes. got Richard Young. Then yeah, okay, we, we 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 have a conversation, Brady. You know, as long as you can remember it, then I I might agree. But we've yeah. lost some pieces that it might have been the team speed we've been looking for.
1: Let, let me let me because someone is making it personal today. And I'm not gonna say their name. Uh-oh. Because I saw that earlier comment about me telling somebody to go to hell two weeks ago. Mm. And I'm gonna tell you this because I've told everybody. I'm one of the most peaceful people you can talk sports with in the world. That's right. I'll take every perspective. When you try to put words in my mouth and when you make it personal, I'm going to tell you to go to hell. That person two weeks ago tried to make it personal with some slick comments and I'll double down and tell them to go to hell today. (laughs) Now, if you want to keep making it personal, and act like you don't understand the words that come out of my mouth, then that's on you. I'm going to say it one more time. It's common sense. When people say, as far as I can remember, they're talking about the time that that subject came to their conscience. I'm a very good listener. Very good listener. Listen to the whole entire interview. I know exactly what he was talking about. So all this little stuff, tell me my perspective now. Man, stop being a clown and a kid. Nobody's on here trying to tell somebody what they think. I listen to what people say. And I give an opinion on what he said. If you don't like my opinion, that's too bad. But I don't do that childish stuff trying to get personal attack stuff are you trying to tell me what I'm thinking man go somewhere with that we have grown up conversations on this show all that semantic stuff stop we disagree with what Brady Quinn said period myself and Malik. that's it that's it and got nothing to do with reading his mind, we disagreed with what he said. And since my mind can go back to what I remember, because I grew up on a host there, I could give two errors that had more talent than what Brady Quinn said after one game in the Marcus Freeman era. That's it. But all this extra stuff, we don't do that. And I'm not about to allow you to turn me into someone other than who I am, which is a person that opens the chat to everyone to be able to speak their mind. I don't have a problem with people having a difference of opinion, but I do have a problem with people trying to have personal attacks. And I've told people about this show, you're not about to personally attack me or left at any point of time and not get called out. It's not happening. All that other stuff, we don't have time for that. Nobody's personally attacking Brady Quinn. We disagree with what he said. He needs to pump the brakes. Brady Quinn's no, I'm a homer. If you think Brady Quinn is a homer, I'm a homer. Left is a homer. Left said we got stars and wide receivers yesterday. <laughs> you can't get you can't be any more homer than that. <laughs> you can't.
3: <laughs> oh, <No>, that's funny. <laughs> you can't.
1: We were as happy as you guys are. We were just as happy after the Navy game. Right. Just, man, couldn't control ourselves. Didn't know how to act with a quarterback. Didn't know how to act with not getting a delay of game penalty.
2: Man.
1: Didn't know how to act coming out of a timeout and not getting a penalty. Like, what is this? Oh, my God. We're just as amped as you are, Notre Dame fans. Just as amped. Just as amped. But when Brady Quinn said that, I had to say, oh wait, wait, Brady, come on. Wait. Somebody else that, that has to get it left. Your boy Joe Quack. Oh.
3: This guy. What'd he say?
1: what he say? What'd he, what he say? I thought it. I thought I had the audio. Let me check one more time.
3: Joe Clatt always been saying some some interesting some stuff. Yeah. He's an interesting character. <laughs> but, yeah, Brady. I had to get you clipped. You don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, you're excited. But if we had Dylan Edwards, who's running a, a legit 4 2 9 or something, and we got Brandon Hillman. Who's supposed to be running a four three? We had Keon Keeley, and we got Richard Young. You know, that's that's yeah, man, that's speed.
1: Can I paraphrase what Joe Class said? It was like a two minute clip. I thought I cut it. He basically said before he saw the Navy game, he he didn't think Notre Dame had a shot in any of the Big Three games.
3: Oh my gosh, a shot? He, we he said.
1: This, Wait, wait. He said Notre Dame didn't have a shot against Clemson, USC, or Ohio State. A shot? He said after watching Sam Hartman, he now believes that the USC game is an issue for USC and he thinks that Clemson is a possibility. For what?
3: For a win, USC. He's right about it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a game. It's gonna be a tough game. Clemson. I don't understand how they just we got better against when we considered a transition year against Clemson. We got better, and we smoked you guys last year. So I don't know where this whole confidence in Clemson is coming from. K. Klubnick, who has to prove himself. I mean, I don't know where – I mean, he didn't prove himself much last year as comparable from an apple falling from the tree like Trevor and Deshaun. So what are we referring to as, as he got that much better in a year, in an offseason? Sam Hartman got, got numbers in the ACC. So ain't no way you could just say we don't have a – it's going to be a – a game like that, you're taking a guy who's played in ACC his whole career and put him on a better team, and he looks to seem to be getting better with that team. And you're saying we don't have a shot at first, and now we're making it a game. No way, we might even beat Clemson worse. Who knows? Cave Clubnick has to prove what what he even is at Clemson. So we got a proven guy, a guy who knows himself, a guy who's been there, done that. Maybe not on the biggest stage, but I guess you can say. That Clemson's not even a part of the big two or big three anymore. Because Sam throws the conference. Didn't Sam throw like six, didn't he throw six touchdowns
1: against
3: Clemson last year? Yeah, so it's like the it's really two big games. It's really Ohio State and it's USC. And that's because Sam ain't. Sam Sam Clemson and Sam. That's a absolutely. i talking about that too much. Now I'm thinking about it. Sam's comfortable against Clemson. Let's just keep it a band. Sam probably thinking I'm about to really get on Clemson now because I got a better team. Y'all really gonna be in trouble.
1: Absolutely.
3: Y'all really gonna be in trouble now. I got six touchdowns with a, a sorry old line and some guys I made look better. Now I got this a run game. Oh yeah, Clemson, you and Joe. But SC and Ohio State, I would say are the two big games. Which I think, yeah, or Ohio State. I'm really leaning feeling really good about because Ohio yeah. State don't even know who their quarterback is. And then when you when you in a situation like that, Ryan Day gonna have to prove his worth too. You can't just tell CJ to just roll out there. Now you can't tell Justin Fields roll out there Facts. and then you're blessed. Now you gotta coach dudes up and you like, man, I none of them are CJ. So we're gonna play one of them, both of them, who knows? So I really feel good about Ohio State because we know we had to we fired our guy. We said, yeah. "Look, we said, look, we're we're in a, a layoff phase, and you're getting laid off with your counterpart. Y'all can find other schools. Congratulations to you, but we're hiring new. Yeah. We're not even, wait. We're not even going into the season with no Ryan Day problem. So Ohio State got their own issues, which is great for us, bad for them. SC is the, the team that's that looks to be rolling and, and and we or should be rolling by the time we play him. And that's the Goliath matchup. So it's really the SC game for me. Yeah.
1: And that's the last thing I'm gonna say on the subject today. Personal, man, stop, let go of Brady It's nuts. <laughs> he does not need protection. His words don't need protection. And I can give my opinion on anything he says. That's right. Especially if I disagree with it. And if I disagree with what he says, that's not judging him. That's called having an opinion, especially if it's an educated opinion. And I happen to have an educated opinion on Notre Dame football and the rosters going back to the 70s. Period. By the way, rest in heaven and condolences to longtime radio voice the radio voice of my childhood for Notre Dame football, Tony Robbins, who passed away yesterday. Mm. He ushered in my fandom. He ushered in the fandom of a lot of Notre Dame fans. He was the reason, whether you heard the replay on Sunday mornings or you heard it live on Saturdays, he was the soundtrack to our fandom as Notre Dame fans. So, our thoughts, our prayers, and our heartfelt condolences to Tony Roberts. Family, rest in peace. That you will forever be etched in the hearts, minds, and memory of Notre Dame fans all over this world for what you gave to Notre Dame football. So, a little moment of silence for Tony Roberts. But, yeah, that's it, bro. I just felt like the search goes on. We're trying to find the roster that's going to win the next championship. And that that, that search is still built. If you ask me today if, if Sam Hartman is going to be the quarterback that wins the next championship, the answer I will give you is no. That'll be the answer I will give you today. If you ask me today if Sam Hartman is going to be the next quarterback to win a championship at Notre Dame, my answer would be no. Yeah, I would say no too. If you give me Sam Hartman or you give me – if I had to choose between Sam Hartman or Kenny Minchie and C.J. Carr, I'm taking Kenny Menchie and C.J. Carr over Sam Hart.
3: That's right. More, just more talent. They just got more talent.
1: Because the search is still on, in my opinion, for the roster that's going to be able to do it.
3: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because this is a rental. He's a one-year rental. Like, what are we talking about? Now,
1: he gives Notre Dame a a great chance to be in the Final Four.
3: Yes. Great chance. This year, great chance. Because we got quarterbacks. We got quarterbacks that are more competent than the top teams this year's quarterbacks. I like Sam Hartman over Carson Beck at Georgia. I like Sam Hartman over Kyle McCord and Devin Brown at Ohio State. I like Sam Hartman over the entire quarterback room at Alabama. I like Sam Hartman over the quarterback over there at Clemson. These are the top teams every year. So if we had to run into one of those teams, dang it, I think we got a good chance. If we gotta run into a Michigan, I like it. If we gotta run into a TCU, I like it. If running in the USC, I don't love it, but I like it. We got a chance. So it's not like you know, LSU, uh you know, I'll be like, okay, we gotta fight. We'll have a fight.
1: What do you mean by that? We gotta fight with LSU.
3: I said we'll have a fight if it's LSU because I like their quarterback at LSU. Oh, I see what you're saying.
1: It's going to be an interesting game on Sunday.
3: That'll be, a, that'll be an interesting game.
1: Interesting game on Sunday night because I, I like both quarterbacks and I think both teams are going to have good
3: seats. Yeah, Florida State would be a good game for us. I'm looking, I'm
1: looking forward to your boy going up against Drake May on on uh, Saturday night as well.
3: Who, oh, Spencer Riley?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Switching
3: these up for his draft stock. So that will be a great game, you know. Um, so this the year of the Pac-12. I'll tell you yeah. that. This will probably be the best year for the Pac-12 in a long time because all the quarterbacks were really good. Yeah. You got Shadr, you, yeah. you got Caleb, you got Bo Nix, you got Penix, you got Dante Moore or, or, G- or Gathers or whoever's over there. They say Gabbas
1: is going to start, but Dante Moore is going to play.
3: Yeah, you got Cam rising over in Utah. You got man, hell, they, play, they
1: play Thursday, right? They start the season off against Florida Thursday.
3: So it's man, heavyweights in the Pac 12. So Thursday and you know,
1: Friday. I think it might be Friday.
3: I think Colorado's playing on TCU on Thursday.
1: Yeah, Colorado plays
3: TCU. That'll be a good game. True. So year the quarterbacks for the Pac 12. I like our chances though.
1: And it's not about –
3: it goes back to the point we made.
1: It's not just about the quarterback of Sam Hart. This roster is going to continue to become more talented. Oh, yeah. That's the point we're making. So, Sam, if Tyler Buckner was the quarterback, nobody's talking college football playoff.
3: Nobody. We're talking transition again. Nobody's talking it. Sam Hartman comes. Now we're talking playoff.
1: Maybe having a shot at winning a game. That's the real conversation that people are having. That's right. Now the roster gets more. Et- it's going to be more talented when CJ Carr gets hit. Yes. More talented when Kenny Minchie elevates. As- they're going to have better shots to win championships. Why? Jaden Greathouse is going to be a better player in his second year than he is his first year. That's right. Tobias is going to be a better player next year. Rico Flores is going to be a better player. Aldrich Estime might be gone, but you're still going to have. Now you got Aeneas Williams coming from St. Louis, you got Keidron Young coming from Texas. The running back room is still going to be 560. Christian Gray and Michael Bell are going to be back with Benjamin Morrison next year. That's right. The linebackers that are young are going to be back and better. Drake Bourne is going to be better. Jaden Osbury is going to be better. Jason Onye is going to be better. Gabriel Rubio is going to be better. All the talent that's part of the depth is going to be better, and you're going to have more depth. And the roster going is going to be better. That's it. That's the point. That's the. Today's show. Was just a way to say. Yo. Notre Dame is trending. And searching. For that roster. That's finally going to get it done. And this year. Is another piece to the puzzle. Sam Hartman is another piece to the puzzle. You're darn right, Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman is very important. Why? Because Deuce Knight is watching. That's right. Deuce Knight is watching the Notre Dame offense. Closely. Closely. He's watching a young receiver. He's watching. So my point, look, this is looking into the future. This year's team won't be anywhere close to how talented next year's team is going to be. That's right. Next year's team will be crazy. And next, year's team, next year's team is going to be more talented than this mm-hmm. year's team, in my honest opinion. And that's what we have. That's what we have. That's why it's a special time to be a Notre Dame fan. Go ahead, be a homer. You should. This is the right time to be a homer. Continue to badger Ohio State fans on social media. Shoot. That's my honest opinion. I mean, if we're going to do hot takes about talent and speed. Let me do a hot take. The roster next year is gonna be faster and more talented.
3: Yeah. Easily.
1: Easily. Why? Amel Mukum, Devin Houston, all the kids that are not playing left, they're gonna be better. And they're gonna to add to the talent. And the young players that are playing this year, they're going to get better, which means the roster is going to be more talented. It's a natural progression. I'm ready for it. That's my hot take about the talent is speed.